Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the Ultimate Diva, Tonga. How are you doing, Stephen Tonga? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a bit hot in this room. I don't know what's happening today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, a huge thanks for joining me this evening. So, how you been surviving lockdown in the last couple of months? How's it been to you? Um, it's been all right. I got Disney Plus, so all I've done is just watch movies. Yes, um, so do we. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been filling my time up pretty well. Uh, it's been quite bad not being able to wrestle and all of that, but I've I've kept myself procrastinated long enough. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, we had a meeting at work today when they reckon mid-August we might be back in the office. Really? In the office? Yeah. Wow. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're moving us to the next town over, which is, I mean, it's, my work's usually a 20-minute walk away, and I've looked, that's a, it's an hour walk, so I was like, oh no, I'm going to stop oh, getting no. bus. So no. I don't want to get the bus. <laughs> 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 We've got, we got them mask, like some custom masks made the other day, so it should be fun. <laughs> So, but the boss is like, you don't have to come in if you don't want to. If you can work from home, still work from home. But yeah, but they'll probably look at you a little bit sideways if you're actually working from home when everyone else is in the office. Yeah, but some some jobs we have to be in the office to do, just the nature of the job. But a lot of it we can't do from home. I've been doing it from home the last four months. <laughs> so, but, yeah. so yeah, you said you got Disney. Have you got any? series you've been binging that you'd like to recommend or um so i at the start of lockdown i did all of the marvel movies in chronological order oh that's something i wanted to do yeah that was fantastic um and i'm currently doing the star wars movies but in chronological order um, which the diehard fans say not to do but i've never watched it before um and so yeah. as a novice i obviously started at episode one um, I was told not to do that, uh, but after I'd watched it, so I'm trying to make my way through it. Yeah, that's still, still the debate. How do you watch it? Do you watch it four, four to six and then one to three and then seven to nine, or do you watch it one? Yeah, I have no idea. One to three yeah. and, then, and then... I was just like, who's Anakin? I thought it was Luke, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched episode three. Me and my four-year-old watched episode three yesterday because he wanted to see when, how he turned into Darth Vader. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll that, that one I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I was just like, oh, now I get it. It was a real light bulb moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I haven't seen that one for ages, so it took, I forgot how violent the end was for a like, five year old. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like I said, it's recommended for six plus at the beginning. Yeah. What about, awesome. re- about wrestling wise? Have you been watching any wrestling? Do you, are you a fan of wrestling? Do you actually watch wrestling? Uh, I used to watch it a lot more, um, mm. but then when I started working full time, I realised I couldn't keep staying up at till midnight to watch that <laughs> war every single week. Um, so I watch it every now and again, um, like when I can or when there's like a big pay per view on. Um, yeah. I kind of didn't watch it um, as like lockdown like properly kicked in. Um, like after Mania, I kind of dropped off a little bit. 
Uh, but the oh. past couple of weeks, um, I've tried to like get back into it and like watching like some independent stuff and like getting some ideas when I go back because I think I've probably forgotten everything. <laughs> um, so I was like, let me at least see what what wrestling actually is again before I get back into the ring. Yeah, my my, my five-year-old, but he's watching the same Britannia pay-per-view uh, show over and over again because it's got a rumble at the end and Paradox are his favourite tag team and all four of them are in this rumble it just oh. calls it the Paradox rumble he just asks can we watch this over and over again and it's had like 800 views I'm thinking how many of that 800 <laughs> views are Isaac <laughs> so, so. Wow. yeah they keep bothering the, uh, the promoter of Wrestle Island see if he can get some new Wrestle Island DVDs because we've been watching the same four on repeat for the last four months because he's just obsessed yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we went back and we started watching Raw from the beginning. We got up to about really? steady from the beginning because they're only forty minutes long. Only <laughs> forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's my next binge then. Yeah, so you can just binge yeah, in a couple of hours. You can watch five or six. So, <laughs> so we got we got from ninety three up to about ninety SummerSlam ninety five. Then it starts to get a bit rubbish. That's what I guess it's, it's rubbish time around then. So we kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing this having this time off has kind of been a blessing in disguise because you've got to like rest your body and get get rid of all them niggling injuries and um, work on bits of the character have worked and haven't worked over the last year or so and yeah. get the little tweaks. I had, um, so I tore my PCL um, at the start of oh. 2019. Um, didn't yeah. realise for a couple of months while I was still working on it. Um, yeah. Until like I got my MRI results back, and they were like, "Yeah, you shouldn't be wrestling right now." Oh, but, oh well. Um, so I've kind of been able to actually let that rest and sit around and not do anything and let my body heal. Um, mm. But I still get every now and again, you'd be like, "Ooh, I forgot that my body actually isn't what it used to be like before I started wrestling." So you get those aches and pains, but I feel a lot better than I did when I was still wrestling. Are you looking forward to getting back to the ring and having that first bump? Or just... I am looking forward to it so much. So anybody that knows me <laughs> knows <laughs> that I actually hate physical exercise. Like, <laughs> I have no motivation for it, but I just love wrestling so much that I kind of put up with it. Um, mm. So at the start of lockdown, I was like, oh, not having to, like, bump and not having to, like, do drills and do cardio drills and run the ropes and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. But now I'm literally itching to get back into the ring. Like, I can't wait to be able to, like, learn new things and, like, to see all my mates again and to just have fun. Yeah. Have you had a date when the trader school's opening again? Or um, I think they're all starting to think about opening up. Um, cause I think the government said that, like, physical activity and, like, the gyms are opening again at the end of yeah this month the start of august so i think um quite a lot of schools have been like right let's actually figure out how to logistically open um mm. and then they'll start opening up so hopefully it's it's soon well, so you've you mentioned you watched all the like the avengers not the avengers the marvel movies are you taking any inspiration of them and maybe tweaking into your character or anything like um i'd love to say i am <laughs> <laughs> but I was more just watching them for just like the cinematical spectacle of it all. Um, yeah. I'll probably go back and watch some of the fight scenes again because I remember I watched Black Panther and I was like, this is literally like set out like an actual wrestling match. Um, like during like the fight scenes mm-hmm. um, of that. Um, so maybe I'll go back on there and see if I can steal any cool moves. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, this is the Asian sensation Kanji, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. <laughs> so, so going off, who was your favourite wrestler? Um, so my favourite wrestler was CM Punk. Um, oh, yeah, he, he got me back he, into wrestling in Yeah, when he was doing, I think it was like 2011 sort of time, when he was doing the whole best in the world gimmick. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy is talking about some real stuff here. Um, yeah. He was kind of one of the wrestlers that you're like, oh, is he actually shooting? Or like, is this scripted? Um, so he was one of my favourites. Him versus John Cena at Money in the Bank uh, 2011, I think it was. Um, yes. I was that match. Uh, it is so good. Like yeah, whenever I'm yeah. down, I'll go back and watch it. And I'll be like, "Oh my god, the crowd, the energy, like everything about this is incredible." Yeah, because that was like WWE's last like five star match for like like eight years or so, seven years. Yeah, so it, was it took really a long time to get a five star match after that. Yeah, and it was a damn good match, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, the buzz off that um, Summer of Punk got me watching wrestling. My, my my oldest who was five or six at the time. He just he was getting a bit of an interest in it, and then that buzz around that era got me back into wrestling. I just started watching. I stopped watching it for that's part of fifteen years. I uh, put yeah. a, I dipped it. I dipped in and out. But yeah, late nineties, I discovered the girls drinking rock. Nobody, <laughs> 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 not, not, not the rest of my friends liked wrestling, so it kind of yeah. it's hard to keep up with it. I think watching oiled up sweaty men roll around in a ring probably wasn't as cool as <laughs> at that time. But <laughs> that, like, yeah, that summer of punk really um, like inspired me. And then when Brock Lesnar um, came back from his UFC um, stuff, like I love Brock Lesnar so much. I know he's like mm. a quite controversial character, but he has like some of my favorite matches that I like will go back to. Like if I'm feeling down, like. Him versus Cena and um, SummerSlam. Um, if you just want to watch somebody get battered, that's a great I just like watching John Cena get food and beaten up. <laughs> um, but also the um, WrestleMania 31 main event, him versus Roman Reigns, um, with Rollins coming in at the end to cash it, and like that's oh. one of my favorite matches like ever. Um, so yeah, Brock Lesnar's up there with, with my favorites growing up. If you if you want to just watch John Cena get booed one night stand so two thousand five ECW yeah. <laughs> just it's just if Cena wins we riot it's gonna be yeah. a great great crowd. We so. googled like um, matches where Cena gets booed or something. <laughs> I found that from there and I was like, oh, this is cool. I think when he keeps like throwing his shirt into the crowd and he keeps throwing it back, I was just like, this is heat. Yeah, like it's like a like that. I could retire very happy. <laughs> so what actually prompted you to Dawn and Tights and get into the ring? Um, so growing up, so I grew up with two brothers um, who really love wrestling um, and they were older than me. So as the younger sister, I was chosen um, against my own will to be yes. like the the dummy that got thrown around and put in the walls of Jericho and RKO'd on like the grass and all that <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, so like they used to watch it a lot, and then I remember watching um, Raw in Italy um, when Santino Morella debuted against Umaga, yes. and from like that point I was hooked because before that I was like, oh, these are like these larger than life characters, and then as a or like like nine ten year old, um, seeing someone from the crowd, quote unquote, 
um, getting picked out and like stepping into the ring and like wrestling this persona as like large as Umaga, I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. Um, so from that point, I was like, okay, maybe I want to do this when I'm older. Um, so like that was like the pinnacle moment for me. Cool. So when you started training, was like CM Punk who you wanted to like mold your style around or what did you? Um, no, um, I didn't really have anybody that I specifically wanted to mold my style around. Um, mm. I liked all the flashy, like, high-flying, like, moves and, like, all the impact moves and stuff like that. But once I actually stepped mm-hmm. into the ring and was told to, like, get on the ropes, I was like, oh, I can't stand on the top rope. <laughs> like, I barely got <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe I'm not that kind of wrestler. Like, I can't be a luchador. I can't be doing, like, no. moonsaults and, like, 450s and all that stuff. Um, so I think it was quite a lot of trial and error um, watching the wrestlers that I liked or watching, I think especially watching the girls that were sort of built like me, um, seeing what moves that they did. And then being like, okay, this is cool. Let me try it out. And let me see if I can make it a little bit different for myself. Um, was kind of how I went about molding um, like my character. Did you have an idea of a character you wanted to be? Um, so when Great I first started, I um, wanted to do this whole diva gimmick. Um, so it was when the women's revolution was kind of just like properly um, like picking up speed. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I want to be known as like the ultimate diva. And at the time, um, the place I trained at, they were kind of just like, do you know what? Like, um, it might not be a good idea to try, like, stay away from that diva sort of name because people will see it with like negative connotations. Um, they'll think that you're trying to be like the divas from like the early 2000s, like the whole bra and panties. And I was just like, no, like I can take that word and mold it into something of my own. Um, I wanted to kind of emulate from like pop divas and like reality stars. So like Mariah Carey and um, like Paris Hilton and those sorts of people, like I'd class those as divas rather than using it as something as like, of like the early 2000s so um i kind of wanted to do that um and then when i spoke to people about like my, my gimmick and stuff they were kind of all using words that kind of fit in with the whole diva thing they're like oh why don't you be this like spoiled princess or this like brat who like um gets angry when she doesn't get her way and i was like so a diva and then they're like oh, so okay, <laughs> um so i think i kind of yeah. had an idea from the start and it was kind of more convincing everyone else that it was okay um yeah. All right, so it takes back to your first show. Uh, what do you remember about it in hindsight? Do you enjoy it? Um, particularly, uh, how, did, how did it feel doing your first entrance? Because I've talked to wrestlers and they were, they never thought about doing an entrance and they planned their match out. And then yeah. the music starts again. Oh, God. <laughs> what did you have? Did you have an entrance um, in mind? So my first actual match experience, um, I wouldn't really count it as my first match because I did three moves. Um, but it's actually on YouTube if anybody wants to go and laugh. Um, so it was at Mr. Cat's Wrestling and it was a costume contest that turned into a handicap, um, tag team match. Uh, I literally did like a butterfly suplex and a chop 
and I got out of the ring. Um, but I was so nervous before it. Like, I remember just being backstage and everyone being like, are you actually okay? And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to remember what I have to do. And they're like, you don't have to do anything. And I was like, I don't want to mess it up. But I remember going out there and feeling quite um, like safe and quite confident with it because the people that I was tagging with, so I was tagging with Drill and Mel Price, and they literally looked after me in that match. Like, oh, that's a, that's a really experience. I was like, fine. <laughs> like, I wasn't like being exposed <laughs> or anything. No one knew that I was actually petrified. Um, but my first proper match was a tag match, an intergender tag match. Um, and my entrance for that, um, I have the picture of it. I literally opened the curtains and just threw my arms up in the air. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> just kind of awkwardly high five some children. But because I was so panicked about my match, I think I was kind of giving off scary vibes in my face. But that was very terrifying. But um, I was against uh, Dan Evans and Natalie Wilde, and she just come back from injury. Yeah. So she didn't really do as much because she didn't really want to like re-agitate her injury so I was in the ring quite a lot with Dan who is an absolute legend um, mm. and who carried me through all of my bits um, so I think I've been quite fortunate to have not really been thrown to the wolves as much as I've been years ago when she Natalie had like a broken arm Um, it was I think it was start of 2018 I think yes yeah, it was around that time. Um, but yeah, it was a fun match. Yeah, Dan Evans is amazing. I, I didn't realise how long he'd been wrestling for. Like 12 years or something. Yeah, he's so good. He's, yeah, my girl, Trent's slightly obsessed with his um, Instagram. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so obsessed with Disney and he's always like going to cinema with his mum. Yeah. <laughs> She's always updating me about what Dan Evans is doing, so. <laughs> Whenever he comes out, I was just like, Mommy, it's your favourite wrestler, I'll tell you. <laughs> Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Don't be a waste, man. Check out Broken But Glorious, the podcast. Cheese! Right, so, uh, since your last show, we've had the whole Black Lives Matter speaking art movements. How do you think that rest is going to be different when it comes Um, I think it's. To me, it's in quite a raw state. Um, obviously, the Black Lives Matter movement happened, and I think that got people like feeling quite vulnerable and like feeling like, oh, I should know more about that. Um, and I know Big T and uh, Roy Johnson were very vocal on that. They were doing Instagram lives. They were answering people's questions, yes. um, especially like concerning the wrestling industry. So I think people listened and they learned, and then we had the whole speaking out movement. Um, which kind of was knocking people while they were already down about the whole Black Lives Matter um, situation. Um, so I think it's still quite a fragile and fresh wound, but I think it'll be all right because at the moment, all people can kind of do is train. Um, yeah. They probably won't be any shows, so there's a lot of time to sort things out. And I've already seen that quite a lot of companies... Um, have really put things into place and the like the rest are already in talks or they're just trying to figure out the best practices. Um, so I'm really hoping that it will be a better place for everyone and a more comfortable place for everyone um, and that 
any sort of negative people or any sort of behaviors that happened in the past um people will be more open and confident to speaking out about them and not feeling um I'm not sure I'm finishing that sentence, but not feeling um, <laughs> yeah. sort of nervous to talk about their experiences. Um, and I think another good thing that's happened is there's been quite a lot of talk about mental health within wrestling um, and being able yeah, to definitely. have sort of like an environment where people can be like, I feel down. Um, this is why I feel down and not feel judged is probably the best thing that could have come out of this. Yeah, it's been, it's, oh, it's been an insane couple of weeks. It's- yeah, it seems as if it was the week, the week, the week after we arranged the interview, it kind of all kicked off. It was a, yeah, it was amazing the stories all coming out. So, but but the, uh, so I've been I've been going to shows regularly for about three years, and you can tell when when I started, the shows were majority white and male. But I can tell over the last three years, there has been this crop of black wrestlers coming through, and even women used. Either have no women's match at all, or it was a token women's match in the middle of the show. Usually a multi women match, but now seeing women winning fumbles become number one contenders for the main title headline shows, and so it's all the last eighteen months. It's just like, yeah, it's been it's been really good. I think um, representation is really important in wrestling. Um, yes, I think it's important like everywhere, but especially when you're. Because the majority of fans that believe it, like to the core, are the children. Um, so yes. to be able to represent um, any sort of minority, so any sort of ethnicity, um, sexuality, gender, um, is extremely important. So that the kids can see themselves um, being represented in the ring um, and feel confident in that way. And it makes me happy when I see women main eventing shows where women would not really main event shows before or um it not being called the women's match or it not being the token women's match or yes being one girl on a show and she's just a valet because they thought oh we had to cut a match for budget um and the match that we cut was the women's match um so i think it it is getting better and there's still a long way to go but I'm glad to see that it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, because I think at Wrestle Island, they usually have at least two women's matches and yeah, usually really an intergender match as well. So. Sapping and Dolls, it's Harley Hudson, and you're, you're listening to Broken But Glorious. See ya! So, if you're a promoter for a day, promoting a show, um, using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, people are associated to you. If I give you a match type, um, you tell me who goes in that match, and if you've got a little story behind each one, you can include it. You can add, it can be, if you want it to be an all-women show, you can make it an all-women show, you can put men and women in any matches you want, it's, so it's completely up to you. Okay. Okay, so uh, who would be in your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Um, so I would put in my opening contest, I would have uh, BDL, um, because he is just so good a character and getting like crowd going. Yes. Um versus Sam Bailey who trains me. Um Wow. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever seen that match. It's probably somewhere floating around on the internet. But I feel mm. like if opening a show is really hard, um I never realised until I had to open a show and it really sets yeah. the <laughs> sets the tone of the entire show. Like if the opening match doesn't engage a crowd or 
doesn't get people hyped and have loads of crowd work, um, then it's really hard for the next couple of matches coming up to kind of pull the oh. crowd in to um, get their engagement. And I think those two guys are some of the best in Brit Rest for yes, engaging a crowd. So I don't know who will be face or heel. Um, either way around, it'll be good. <laughs> and I would pay for that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realise how good Sam Bailey was until I've seen him live. I've seen him live a couple of times now. I think, I just, I'd heard that I've seen him on YouTube, but seeing him live is a completely different experience. Yeah, and, yeah I've heard from wrestlers, if you're not in the main events, you want to be in the opening match because you kind of set the standard for the show. Yeah, I really trust the to be in. What about a comedy match? Um, In terms of comedy, um, probably one of the best people on the scene right now for comedy is Big Joe. Yes, um, <laughs> he is like some of the stuff I hear him say. I'd be like, "Is that Joe? Like, why is he doing that in the ring? Like, it's so stupid." But the crowd loves it, and like, it, I think it's quite hard for wrestlers um, to make other wrestlers genuinely laugh in the ring because, um, for the most part, you're like, "What are you doing?" Um, or you're just thinking about other things. But he is so engaging. Yeah, he's he better pay me for saying this because I actually put him over really strong. Um, and I would have him against Holly. So Holly is genuinely one of the funniest girls I know. Like, so we had a street fight um last year at Food Shark. Uh, Holly um, Barlow. Holly Barlow, yes. yes. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the match, it's on YouTube. Um, if anyone's not watched it, watch it. Um, but when we were trying to figure out what to kind of do for that match, the stuff that Holly was saying, <laughs> I was literally just like, what goes on <laughs> in your twisted little head? Um, <laughs> like, I couldn't watch her, like, no. during the match, because I was like, I will break character and start, like, rolling on the floor laughing. She did a Haribo's um, as thumbtacks spot. Yes. And um, at some point, she put me in a bin and was smacking the side of the bin um, with a kendo stick. And she's just, she's so funny. And I think she needs yeah. <laughs> more credit as a comedy wrestler because she actually is hilarious. So I'd love to see that sort of dynamic of Joe thinking he's just massive and then Holly just actually outmuscling her him because she's actually so strong. <laughs> Yeah, he <laughs> will pick me up like a feather. <laughs> like it's quite scary, and um, so I'd love to see that. Yeah, I saw Harley for the first time at the last Wrestle Island show, so hopefully she'll stick around and be able to see a lot more of her. She was in the Rumble, so yeah. She's she's not really so good. Good. yeah. So you got a, a mid card title match, or you could, or a women's title match, whatever. Um, mid card match, I do. Um, Matt Brooks. Wow. Um, so I tagged, yeah, I tagged with him at GPW. Um, he is so good. Um, and I would do him versus Gia Adams. Um, who is also fantastic. I got to work her um at BWR, I think. Um, and it was such a rushed match to put together. Um, but it was so much fun, and she's such a powerhouse. Like she's one of the strongest girls um, in Brit Rest. Like she's so tough. Um, yeah, so I'd yes. love to see. I'd love to see that sort of 
combination. And I think she's probably um, one of the girls I think can hold Matt for all of his moves. <laughs> yeah, I would I would trust her to to hold him up. Um, so I think that'd be quite a good match and a quite a good dynamic. Matt Brooks's physique is freakish. It's I don't know how he does it. It's, yeah. it's scary. Um, I had to get pictures with him um, for our tag for our tag team, and I was like, I feel mm. so inadequate stood next to you right now you're like even chiseled out of marble and i'm just trying to like hoist up my high-waisted shorts to like hide my food belly um, <laughs> yeah he works hard for it like yeah I, my, I, my, my girlfriend did a ring ring photo of him and she just didn't know where to put her hands she was like oh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 um like a hardcore extreme style match hardcore match um I would have um, Charlie Evans. I believe she does um, hardcore matches. Yes. With TNT, yeah. Um, I would do her against... Wasn't she in the um, Tournament of Death? Was it, was it, was it, what did they call it? So. The, the DOA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wrestled her the week after, and she was just like, yeah, I was bleeding. Like, if I bleed in the ring, it just happens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can't be me. Um, <laughs> So I would have her against Alexis Falcon, who I know has said to me, and I'm going to hold her to this, I'm exposing her on the internet. She said, I'll do one hardcore match um, in my life. Um, so I'll probably give her a taster of that against um, Charlie Evans. I know they work with each other quite a lot and they, they work really well off of each other. I'd be interested. To That'd see be that. amazing. Match. I want to see that much now. <laughs> yeah, I'm get funding for this show. <laughs> 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 um, a tag team title match. Um, tag team. I would have the Austin, so Warner Austin and LA Austin. Um, yes, such a good tag team. Um, I worked against them at the start of the year at GPW, and I was like, you two just move so fluidly as a team. Yeah, um, I would have them against Synergy. Um, who are so good like they're proper powerhouses um, I've, heard good, I've heard good things about synergy i haven't had the chance to see them live yet yeah i've i've worked them at training sometimes and um they're they're really good and they move really quick for big guys as well and it's like you're moving quicker than me <laughs> and you're twice my size. <laughs> i don't know how that's possible um so i think that would be a good match and it'd be a good dynamic of sort of big jock guys against this like solid like been tagging since childhood tag team. Yes. <laughs> and then you've got your main events, your ultimate diva championship, whatever you want to call it. So, so. Um so I'm gonna put myself in the main event <laughs> because I need bookings too. Um and I would put myself against um oh here we go. Um so I tagged with him training um, a couple of times so Sugar Duncanton oh um, yes commonly known as Pineapple Pete um he's so good like he's so he's, fun as well he's yeah. so funny and like gets the crowd going and that's exactly what you need for a main event and also he's really popular now because he's fought against Chris Jericho on AW so I would get some exposure <laughs> and you know it works out well for everyone involved so let's book that match <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was one of the first interviews I did. It's it so oh, fun. Really? He, put, he, put, he put me, just calmed me down straight away because I was quite nervous <laughs> about it. So, yeah, it was, it was such a so fun. 
No, he, st- he still knows my name when I see him at shows and stuff, so I'm like, like oh, really? You still remember me? <laughs> yeah, whenever um, he's like over here, I'm always just like, Shug, I need some positivity. <laughs> like, just tell me something positive to keep me going. And he's like, you're, you're a good girl. And I'm like, walk away feeling like, walk on cloud nine. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's, he's a top guy to be around that stage as well. I really want to see this card now. <laughs> I don't know who's paying for it, but someone please do. If anyone wants to invest in my promotion, yeah, um, Ultimate Diva Wrestling. Or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is where I'd usually ask, uh, where can people see you in the near future? But have you got any plans for videos for fans? Or um, haven't thought about it, but I might do if there's any interest. Um, yeah, I don't really think there'll be any shows going on. Um. I can't see anything happening this year, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but you guys can see me in 2021. Um, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> near you, hopefully. Um, yeah, but until then, you can see me virtually on, oh God, where am I on? On Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at It's Tonga. Um, yes. And you can find my merchandise at tonga.bigcartel.com, I believe it is. Cool. I'll put links to all the all your social media links in the description. I'll try and find the links for the matches you've mentioned as well. Yeah, I'll put them in the description. There's some um, some fantastic moments of me just being like, I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to go back and watch them just to see how far I've come. Um, yes. It's quite, it's quite comical to see. Yeah, Alexis is the only wrestler I've ever talked to who actually enjoys going back and watching her first match. She sends me all of her, like, botches. <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny to me. She'd be like, yeah, just watch this. I don't know what I'm doing here. And I'm like, you're <laughs> um, But I think it's good to see, like, I still have um, saved on my laptop my first ever training match that I had, God, way back in, like, 2016. Um, I've been wrestling for maybe three four weeks um so i go back and i watch that like through my fingers because i'm like yes terrible um but it's it's good to see how far you've come because it's like at some points you kind of get stuck in the whole oh um am i improving or am i just staying like stagnant and then you go watch a match back from like three months ago like okay yeah i'm definitely not better than that Um, yes (laughs) also if you don't laugh you'll cry so (laughs) you just have to see it yeah, I've went back and watched, listened to some of my early interviews. And I'm like, oh, God, how do they ever get older people to come on? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've really enjoyed being there. I'd love to have you on again in the future when everything's oh, back to normal. Maybe I'll put down a new match card. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> new thing. 